Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, please download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and tell five Kansas football, basketball, baseball, tennis, cross-country, soccer, whatever sport they are a fan of of the Jayhawks. Let them know about this podcast, and we will keep this thing growing. I told you guys last week, as the transfer portal continues to unfold, I will keep you guys posted. I told you I'd let you know if anything happened at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter, and I did that last week because Kansas landed its second player from the transfer portal this offseason for their basketball program. And yes, it was Texas, former Texas guard, Artario Morris, who committed to the Jayhawks last Friday. So it did happen a couple of days after the podcast. I know I've been joking the past couple of months about how I record a podcast and then the day after there's breaking news. Well, this one had a couple of days to marinate. So I I did get in on that uh, on Twitter, like I said, at Jayhawker Talker. But now... Let's dive into it. Let's talk about it. The second player that the Kansas Jayhawks landed in the transfer portal, Texas guard Artario Morris, and he committed to the Jayhawks on Friday. Morris coming off the bench last season for the Texas Longhorns, only averaged 4.6 points and 1.4 rebounds in his freshman season. But Morris came with a lot of accolades in the recruiting process. He was ranked the number one point guard in the nation by many outlets during the 2022 recruiting season. And at Kansas, you think about what Kansas has with Dewan Harris Jr., their starting point guard who is coming back. Uh, Morris is a 6'3 point guard, but he could end up competing for time at the two-guard spot as well as the point guard spot since... Dewan Harris is going to be the one uh, leading the way at point guard whenever Dewan Harris Jr. needs a break. You can have Morris come off the bench, or if he's playing two, he can slide over into the one and play that point guard spot. But multiple people are speculating that Morris might compete for playing time with freshman Elmarco Jackson. He's the uh, McDonald's All-American ESPN Top 25 recruit who is set to begin his freshman season this year. At KU, he was the one that most recently was supposed to be in the 2024 class, but was able to graduate in 2023 and come on to the 2023 recruiting class. So Morris is now the second player that KU has landed in the transfer portal. Of course, earlier this month, they snagged the six foot four combo guard Nick Timberlake, who averaged nearly 18 points per game for Towson last season. And he committed to the Jayhawks just uh, a little bit ago, about a month ago. So he is shooting 41% from three. That is an incredible thing because they're going to be needing more three-point shooting, especially with the loss of Grady Dick. You lost Jalen Wilson, potentially losing Kevin McCuller Jr. You can bring Morrison. You can bring in Towson or T- Timberlake, who played at Towson. <laughs> you can bring these guys in who can come off the bench and shoot three, maybe even start for the team. You got Elmarco Jackson coming in, supposed to be a fabulous freshman addition as well. And when 
you're losing guys like Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, Joseph Yesafu, potentially Kevin McCuller Jr. That is a lot of three-point shooting from last year. 82% of their three-point makes were from those guys. And Bill Self even said it over the past couple of weeks, they need to add shooting and they need to add size to the roster. So they're getting that uh, in Artario Morris, the former Texas point guard, the former number one recruit in the nation. And that's exciting for the Jayhawks, for them to land a guy like Morris. Now, there is some consequence that comes with that. And after we found out that Morris was coming to Kansas, you get Georgetown transfer Primo Spears, who was on the Jayhawks' radar. He ended up choosing Florida State over the Jayhawks on Saturday, just a day after Kansas brought Morris in and committed with Morris at that guard spot. Because here's the thing. When you're the Kansas Jayhawks, you're one of the top programs in the nation. You've got all these transfers looking to come into Kansas, but you only have a certain amount of spots, a certain amount of scholarships to give out in the transfer portal. So when you start filling those guard spots, when you get Nick Timberlake from Towson, when you get Morris, Artario Morris from Texas, you're not going to be able to bring in every guard that's out there on the transfer portal. That's just how it works. So when you have a guy like Primo Spears, who is on the Jayhawks' radar, he was obviously looking to come to Kansas. Uh, When they get a couple other guards in there, there's not going to be room for him to have playing time. So he looked elsewhere. He is joining the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Spears had been listed as one of the tr- top transfer portal prospects for KU. Um, but when they land those other two guards, it's just going to be tough to get playing time. And Kansas, here's the thing. They continue to be in the mix for other transfers in the transfer portal. They still have a need at power forward. They still have a need at center. So Bill Self talked about needing shooting and needing length, needing height, needing size. Here's what we got still on the table for the Jayhawks. We've been talking about it for the past month. Michigan center Hunter Dickinson, the biggest prize in the transfer portal. The seven foot one big man who averaged 18 points and eight rebounds per game for Michigan last year made his official visit to Kansas. But we also found out while he was on that visit in Lawrence, Kansas, that he was not uh, secured, which really kind of upset me. When you're the Kansas Jayhawks, when you have a guy like Hunter Dickinson on campus, you got to land him. You got to keep him on campus. You can't let him go make the other visit. Last week on the podcast, I made a comparison to when the Chiefs were trying to get Andy Reid to be their head coach, the Kansas City Chiefs brought in Andy Reid for the interview. He was supposed to go interview with the Arizona Cardinals the next day. What did uh, owner Clark Hunt do? He didn't even allow him to get on a plane to go to Arizona for that interview the next day. They locked in the contract while he was in Kansas City. Unfortunately for the Jayhawks and Hunter Dickinson, they didn't get him to sign that deal here. Kansas has all the NIL uh, competition they can get. They can bring in anybody from anywhere. They have the money in the bank. They have the donors. They have the Adidas uh, money coming in. And they should have been able to land Hunter Dickinson, not let him get out. But here's the thing. While he was on his trip to Kansas, he also announced on social media that he would be visiting Kentucky. 
Since then, he also said he's going to be visiting Villanova. So you've got Villanova and Kentucky on Hunter Dickinson's radar. KU still in the running. I'm hoping that his visits to Kentucky and Villanova go terribly, and I hope that he sees that Kansas is the place for him. That's the goal. You want a guy that averages 18 points and eight rebounds a game, a seven foot one dude that can just come in here and start right away for your Jayhawks. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting uh, next month or so. You, you got to think that he's going to make his decision before June. So coming up here in the next few weeks, we'll find out where Hunter Dickinson is going to land. Again, hopefully it's going to be with the Kansas Jayhawks. So there's a couple other names out there who Kansas remains in the running for. Texas Tech transfer Jalen Tyson, who was reportedly on campus in Lawrence this past weekend for an official visit. Tyson is a six foot seven wing, averaged 10.7 points per game, and made over 40% of his three-point attempts for the Red Raiders last season. That's huge because that's exactly what you're looking for after you lose a Grady Dick. You want a guy, six seven wing, who can come in here, average over 10 points a game, hit over 40% of his three-pointers. That is exactly in line with the type of player that Bill Self can bring in and help get in the rotation from day one. You've also got Kevin McCullough Jr., who just transferred over from Texas Tech last year, who made a positive impact on this team, who was able to come in and start from day one. So that could be on Jalen Tyson's radar. He sees his former teammate, uh, Kevin McCullough Jr., come in and be able to start and play right away and make a name for himself and really just dominate on the defensive end. He was up for Defensive Player of the Year again. So if you can get a guy like Tyson in here, Maybe that could even convince Kevin McCullough Jr. to stick around for another year. Now, that's just me spouting things off as wishful thinking here. No, uh, that would be no confirmation, obviously. But if Jalen Tyson can get in the building, maybe keep Kevin McCullough Jr. around for another year. We'll see what happens. Another name, another name that has become available, you've got Ron Holland. Now, this is a name that just became available over this past weekend because he announced his decommitment from Texas. Ron Holland, the number one power forward and number one senior in Texas, according to 247 Sports and their recruiting staff. The number six prospect nationally in the 2023 class, Ron Holland, decommitted from Texas. And Kansas is among a handful of teams who are on his radar, who have already reached out to him. So you've got the number one power forward in Texas, the number one senior, and he's coming in here as the number four nationally recruited power forward in the nation. And that could be huge for Kansas. Again, they needed a power forward, they needed a wing who could shoot, and they needed a big man. So if they can land Hunter Dickinson, if they can land Jalen Tyson, if they can land Ron Holland, this is all going to be fantastic for the Jayhawks. A lot still in the air. But those are the three guys that they have their eyes on right now, ready to come in here and want to land. And here's something that I was reading about Ron Holland. He's a very athletic, not just vertical. He can cover the floor, but he can thrive in the open court. He can move laterally. He's got the speed that you want from a power forward that it's really going to translate at the next level, not just in college basketball, but in the pros as well. He's got the size. He's got the shooting potential. 
And his overall skill set needs to be developed, of course. He's just been a high school basketball player. But that's what Bill Self can do. He can bring him into the program, and he can hone those skills. He can get him where he wants to go at the next level. Bill Self has proven that over and over again the past two decades, the past 20 years that he's been in Kansas. And while he's here, by the way, 17 out of those 20 years have resulted in a Big 12 regular season championship. You can sell that to a guy like Ron Holland, who is the number one power forward prospect in the nation, according to 247 Sports. So that's just another name out there. Uh, Ron Holland, a guy that I'm keeping my eye on, power forward, a guy that could come in here and help the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program right away. Another player on the Jayhawks radar. I was just reading about this guy right before I started recording this podcast. Mackenzie Mabako, a six foot eight forward from New Jersey, has added Kansas to his list of schools to visit. So he has now uh, he he released his letter of intent to play at Duke. He's not going to be playing at Duke anymore. He was the highest rated prospect in Duke's recruiting class this past year. Um. He was the second highest recruit in the nation, and he's been consistently a top 10 recruit in ESPN's top 100 rankings of players in the 2023 class. So Kansas is on his radar. Radar, excuse me. He's been on uh, the Kansas radar, also Indiana, St. John's, and Louisville. Of all four of those schools, you got to think that Kansas has the best potential for a landing spot from Baco. He's considered to be uh, a strong shooting prospect. And Bill Self sees him as a player who can come in and replace some of those uh, shooting guys that we were missing out on. Grady Dick, I keep bringing his name up, but his decision to enter the transfer portal opens some things up here for the Jayhawks to bring in some other guys. And Baco uh, averaged 16.3 points per game and 9.2 rebounds per game last season for his high school team. And they actually he actually ended up picking all st- up picking up all state honors in New Jersey, as well as winning a state championship there in New Jersey. So you've got four guys here, Mbako, you've got Holland, you've got Tyson, and you have uh, Morris, who they just signed as well. So you've got all these guys potentially coming in. And, of course, Hunter Dickinson is the number one target. And these guys are all guys that can come in and make an immediate impact, whether it be uh, cracking the starting lineup or breaking in in the rotation. That's just just a handful of guys here that you see Bill Self digging into the transfer portal, wanting to get the best of the best to come in here and help Kansas compete for another national championship because that's all that it is about at the University of Kansas. Big 12 championships and national championships And that is what Self is working toward. All right, let's go to some KU football. Last week on the podcast, we talked about a couple of these KU football players that were hoping to get drafted. Well, they didn't get drafted, unfortunately, but that's all right. They signed some uh, undrafted free agent deals. We had Earl Bostic Jr., the left tackle, signed with the Dallas Cowboys, a $220,000 guaranteed deal. You had Lonnie Phelps. The outside linebacker signed a deal with the Cleveland Browns. Linebacker Caleb Sampson signed a deal with the Colts. So congratulations to those guys on getting a chance to live out their dreams. Of course, they were hoping to hear their name called on draft night. 
while it was in Kansas City, while it was close to uh, Lawrence, but they still get to go try and live out their dreams in the NFL. And those guys, you got Bostic, Phelps, and Sampson all getting their shot. And I think that they all three have a shot to make a living there. Of course, Phelps probably going to be a special teams player at first, but he could crack into a lineup as a rotational defensive and pass rusher type guy. And then you want a guy like Earl Bostic Jr., big guy, big wingspan, as a guy that could be playing on your offensive line and being a swing tackle for you, left tackle, right tackle, whatever your team needs. So good luck to those guys in the next leg of their journey. Also, KU head football coach Lance Leipold was out at the draft all weekend long, spoke to several media uh, members out there. I was able to see him from afar on the NFL Network stage, and what I heard him say was, he. this was the quote from Lance Leipold, we had a chance to get off to a great start last year, 5-0 and start, sold out the stadium for the first time in 14 years, have an outstanding young quarterback in Jalen Daniels, along with outstanding teammates who are coming back to play for the Jayhawks. They've been able to put some energy back in our program, and we feel excited about where our future's going. Our administration's made a commitment towards us, and we're excited about what the future holds. Now, he says they're making a commitment. What he means by that is, one, they gave Lance Leipold an extension right after the season ended. Uh, They're making upgrades to the football facilities, and they're in the process of renovating the football facility right now. The uh, construction is already underway at the Anderson Family Football Complex. Plus, out there at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium, they're going to be adding seating as well over the next couple of seasons. So what Lance Leipold means by saying they're committing to us, when he says us, he's saying the football program as a whole, but also himself, his family, they want to be here long term. They're committed to those players that are on the roster that have stuck around with the Kansas program through bad, through good times and bad times. Obviously, they've had more bad times in, in their past, but the good times last year winning six games, getting the Kansas football program back on the map, that is absolutely huge. So I'm excited about where the Kansas football program is going, and so is head coach. Lance Leipold. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on over there at Talker. We can keep the conversation going. As always, download, subscribe, give this a five-star rating, and tell five friends about this podcast, and we'll keep this thing going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out what everybody has going on over there, talking about the transfer portal, uh, where the latest uh, Big 12 players landed with the NFL, and where things are going as the transfer portal continues for basketball going to the summer, and where the football teams are headed as well uh, with summer camps and everything going on there. So heartlandcollegesports.com is where you can find out all that information. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.